The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning. Welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. And thank you for joining us on this Wednesday edition. Um, and if you are watching, uh, joining us live, and we appreciate you taking time right out at the end of your morning, I take a few minutes with us here uh, in the Word of God online, and we're so glad you're taking time to join us. Uh, if you are not, and any of you state that you can't watch it live, and so you catch it later archived or listen to it on audio, either way, we greatly appreciate your willingness to uh, let us be part of your day. And let us be an encouragement to you. And uh, so we'll be in Psalm chapter 7 in just a moment. Uh, if you want to follow along with us in the Bible, so Psalm 7 in just a moment. Uh, I do want to invite you to come back tonight if you can make it here on property. Uh, we are going to have in-person services. and explain basically, maybe you're watching this for the first time, in-person services on Wednesday night are really designed to minister to every aspect of the family. So we have currently meeting in the auditorium for space. We have our large group there. And uh, so it's a relatively small group for Wednesday night because then we have teens who meet in their own youth room and they uh, have their own service. Our children have their own service in 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 the children's wing. We have a nursery available for anybody who comes. And uh, so we have basically a ministry set aside every part of the family for every age. So we encourage you, uh, if you don't have anywhere else you're going tonight to make it, join us here. Uh, we do live stream the Bible study on Wednesday night. Uh, so anything that will be live streamed tonight, uh, but we encourage you, uh, if you can make it, come and drop your children off at the nursery or the kids wing, uh, drop your teenagers off in the gym and then join the adults in the auditorium. And uh, you can just sit back and watch if that's all you want to do. And I think it'll be a huge encouragement to you. So I encourage you to do that. Tonight we start at 7 o'clock. Uh, Psalm chapter 7. I'm just going to focus our attention to this morning on the first two verses. And uh, first two verses because I'll be honest with you, as I was even studying for it just a little bit ago, uh, it is truly something that we need to be reminded of. Much of what we're going to look at today would fall in line with if we were to read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. The Bible tells us there to trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into your own understandings. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Well, David's saying something similar. Remember, David is uh, in this situation, he's uh, running from Saul. Uh, there's a lot of different battles going on. He knows that he's handled things correctly, and yet he still sees himself being, having enemies. And, that's, and it is not abnormal for David. They've heard that, that I've done everything right. I'm right with God, and, and yet I still have enemies. I still have battles. I still have things I face. And, and so what we can say is that what we simply learn from that is just because you know, you can do everything perfectly right and there's still going to be struggles in life because we live in a sinful world and God allows these things to come our way. Now, he's promised to be there with us. He's promised to walk through with us, to, to be our guide, to be our strength. Uh, even the theme of this study, you know, that thy word is a lamp unto thy feet and a light into my path. It's just, just a few steps. And so he's promised to guide me through all of it. But honestly, sometimes the things we see coming can be overwhelming. And so it seems like to me, and maybe, you know, sometimes I feel like, and maybe this is just me, but sometimes I think we feel like we can see the problems coming our way 
much quicker than we can see the solutions that God's going to give us for the problems. You know, the Bible says that his words are lamp unto our feet, a light. Really simply, he's giving us just enough information for today, maybe a little bit tomorrow. Generally speaking, he gives me enough light, enough information for now. But yet somehow we're, we feel like we're able to see the battles that are going to come or the struggles or the things that we just are overwhelming, can't control that, you know, well, in two weeks this or if this keeps happening a month from now or whatever. Somehow we feel like we can see those things where we can't see God's hand. Now, let me tell you before we jump into these verses in Psalms why I think we do that. Because one, as humans, we're prone to fear and fear controls yourselves. And so Satan wants us to be convinced of all of the horrible things that are going to happen. They may not come. <laughs> they may come differently. And they may erase themselves. We have a whole different thing, series, scenarios of things coming up. We don't know, but it's easy for us because Satan wants us to be overly consumed with the fear of what might happen, whether we can control it or not. What we need to understand is that a lot of the things we look at that, we, that Satan wants us or we can generate in our mind may never happen. And we've got we've to stop focusing our attention way down the road and focus our attention on what God, on him, just focusing it on him. Let's go to the Psalm and 7, and let's just look at what he's saying. Verse 1 of chapter 7, he says, O Lord my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. So first of all, we see, you know, O Lord. Now, if you ever see in the Old Testament... Uh, you're going to notice the Lord is all, is all cap. It's the only one. It simply comes down to the Hebrew word translated Jehovah. This is Jehovah God. So he, I love the fact that we start off with the idea that he comes and he's speaking to Jehovah, the Almighty, the Omnipotent, the Creator of the universe, the one who loves us no matter what. This is the God. But then he qualifies and he says, Oh, Jehovah, Lord, my, oh, Jehovah, my God. So he, he clarifies that this is God, Jehovah, the omnipotent of the universe, but he's my God. He makes it personal, something religion doesn't allow, something that we can't find in our own personal work. It's something we accept, and as we walk with God and closer to God, it becomes personal. And by the way, may I state that it become, his relationship with us becomes more personal as we go through these battles. It is the burdens, it is the battles, it is the struggles that we endure that draw us closer to God. It is those things. And so sometimes we so quickly want to run away from these battles. We want to run away from the things that we think, Lord, just please solve it, make everything good. And, and yet we forget that many times we learn more and more about the personal nature of God in the midst of these battles. I'm not saying desire battles. I'm just saying, as James said, let, his, let patience have her perfect work recognize God's moving in these and recognize that he's there. He holds your hand and you just keep going through it. But we, we, the trust that we're going to talk about here, that David mentions in this passage, it's important because if we don't understand it's, it's the powerful, almighty, sovereign God, but he's yet my personal God. If we don't understand those two things, the trust will become very, very complicated to give. So he's an almighty Jehovah, awesome, sovereign God. Then he plays my personal God. He says, and thee... Do I put my trust? Why is that important? He said, I, I don't put it in your preacher. I don't put it in the church. I don't put it in religion. I don't put it in my circumstances. He says, I have chosen to put my trust in you. So it's in him. 
Is it, you know, and there's so many things. You know, in, in, we said in Proverbs, lean not unto your own understanding. So many times we put our trust in our emotions or our opinions of what's going on or our view of what we are convinced is going to happen. And we don't really give God the chance to be God. We just don't. And therefore, the trusting is very, very complicated. Yes, we, we, rec- we would state theoretically and dare I say theologically that it's sovereign God and that he's a personal God. We know all the truth, shall we say, behind it. But he's not the one that we're putting our trust in. We put our trust in other people. We put our trust in our circumstances, our finances, our abilities. And when those things fail, well, then, then, then our, our trust fails and our faith falls weak. And we begin to struggle because we're not putting it in him. And this is what we need to do. But here, if you don't go back and recognize the sovereign, personal God, you are going to struggle putting it in him. And that's why in these times, instead of wondering, God, what are you doing? And by the way, that phrase, what are you doing, is not bad. Sometimes we come to God and say, Lord, are you doing anything? And we feel like if God's not acting the way we want him to, then God's not acting. And what we miss is that we're not to come to these times saying, God, why aren't you working? We are to come to these times saying, God, what are you doing? So that I can learn from this. Oh, I'll tell you, it kind of make, it, it makes sense theologically, theoretically, but it's so hard to do because you have to stop trying to assume and figure everything out and just stay with God and say, I don't, I don't get it, but what are you doing? But you know what he says in the do I put my trust? He didn't say in the will I put my trust. You know, too often in our, in our walks, in our Christian journey, we often talk about what we're going to do. One day when I, you know, go to church, or one day when I witness to my neighbor, one day when I do this, and one day. And we're all, we're all good at things we are going to do. I guess, Shay, can I be as silly as to say one day when I decide to get in shape, or I decide to lose, go on this diet, or I decide to pick up that hobby. It's always something we're going to do. The key is, though, David didn't say, I will put my trust. David said, I do put my trust. Well, yeah, the, the motive is good, but in, at some point... In my journey, the things that I plan to do need to stop being plans and they need to start being practices. The things that I think I should do need to stop being something that I look back and say, yeah, I plan to do this. No, I need to do it. I need to be able to do something so that I can tell people, I had, you know, Sunday night we had a great testimony time. We need to be able to be stepping out of faith, you know, putting, putting feet to the action. Faith without works is dead. We're stepping out, working, getting out of our comfort zone, doing, and then come back and bragging on God for all that he's doing through those times. But if we don't step out of the comfort zone and do, we've got nothing to brag on. And then we only get comfortable in tradition. And we, we just don't see the greatness of God because we're not stepping out letting him do something. And that's why we've got to get beyond what we are going to do. So many people will spend their entire life talking about what they're going to do and never get to it. I'm talking stepping out and doing something. And saying, Lord, it's not easy, but I'm going to do it. And then just give the rest to God. Reckless faith, as we may call it. Some other, you know, you all, by the way, people often use it as blind faith. That's redundant, right? Faith, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Blind faith, you, faith is blind. You have to be able to look at it that way. But we know who he's following and we do that. So we follow him. We're putting it in the action, doing it now. You know, I like what he says in verse 2. When he's begging God, he's like, put your trust in him. And then he says, to save me from all of them that persecute me and deliver me. Why? Verse 2, lest he, the enemy, tear my soul like a lion, rendering it in pieces while there is none to deliver. You know, what I look at this practical application is, Lord, I'm putting my trust in you in these battles, but I'm begging you to do something now. Unless 
this scenario in his situation, enemy, unless this circumstance, this scenario, this battle that I face gets so much that it just begins to tear me apart on the inside. Lord, I got to keep putting my trust in you, but I'm begging you. I I can only endure so much. Give me strength to endure, but please, Lord, deal with it. And it's, I, what I love about this is he acknowledges where he's going to put his trust, but in the same prayer, and we'll get into a lot more detail how he does this uh, next time, but in the same prayer, he says, Lord, I'll put my trust in you, but I'm telling you there's only so much I can endure, and I am begging you, do something about it. And I'll be honest, it's a powerful, powerful truth that we, we know he can because we know he's sovereign. God is my personal God, and I'm, I'm doing it now. But let me be honest with you. Again, the more we talk about what we're going to do, if we never actually step out and do it, we will never be able to say, look what God did. The answers to prayer come when we put our feet to action. And may we do that. May we step out. May we do. And may we continue to see what God can do. I, tell you, I hope that's an encouragement today. I hope that's a help as we think about trust. And every one of us, when we think of trust, we run to Proverbs, we run to Psalms, we understand trust, we understand the theology behind it, we understand the practical truth behind it. Many of us will have days, not all the time, but we'll have some days where it's just harder to trust in others. And may we just be reminded of the person of trust and just keep focusing our attention on him and doing it and then seeing what only he can do. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for this Wednesday edition. Again, we hope to see you tonight here on property, 7 o'clock in the auditorium. Youth group starts in the gym. The kids' club starts down in the, in the kids' wing. Everyone's invited, even if you don't go to church here normally. We'd love to have you start coming. If you attend a church and for some reason they're still not open yet, we'll, we'd love you to come to ours. Or if you say, I don't, I don't have a church anywhere, we'd love to have you come. And just come in, and if you're not sure where to go, there'll be an usher and and a greeter in that front and main entrance, and they'll help escort you and help you to find all the places you need to find. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to seeing you next time.